What's going on people, it's your boy Kelechi back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing good. I hope y'all are handled all the business that you have to handle this week and are ready for the weekend because I know I am ready for the weekend. I'm ready for the weekend. And in case y'all don't know, this Friday is Juneteenth. Now, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what Juneteenth was. I think most of us, except for a few people I know knew what that was, but I didn't know what Juneteenth was. I didn't even know it was a thing. But in case you don't know, Juneteenth, Juneteenth is, well, it should be a holiday. I believe it should be a holiday, but it's a day that is celebrated basically it was when the news that emancipation after the emancipation uh, of slaves after slaves were freed back in 1865 the news didn't go everywhere the news didn't travel all over the place because you know the slave owners didn't want their slaves to to go free they wanted to get one more or some extra years of profit off of the slaves before they freed them but a a general from the union rode into town and told and it, this was in texas and told everybody in texas that hey slaves are free and so there was a celebration that happened and that was on june 19th i, I want to say it was 1865 but i'm probably wrong with my dates i'm probably very very wrong with my dates but yeah so that's the idea of june things i think it should be a federal holiday i think that should be a day that's celebrated to remind us because if there's one thing that we don't like to do is remind ourselves of the things that we've done it to remind us of things that we should never try to do again and we should try to push on forward i mean if you look at germany they have multiple holidays to remind them and they have multiple dates to remind them of what happened during the holocaust so that it is never forgotten but in the u.s we try to forget that slavery ever happened and try to portray it as like oh it was something that just kind of happened but i'm not gonna get into that in this podcast i just thought it would be it's just something i wanted to reference so happy juneteenth if you're listening to this on juneteenth and so excuse me for that noise but anyway there's a lot of different things that we're gonna get into today we're gonna talk about one of the ipos that might happen this year the quicken loan ipo we're gonna talk about the fact that there's a $1 trillion infrastructure package that might get passed. And then there's some other knickknacks that we're going to hit on, like private equity trying to finagle its way into 401ks and why that's dangerous. And then there was a new drug that may have been found to help uh, help during this whole Rona pandemic and may be able to help people uh, get cured of Rona or at least delay some of the effects of Rona. But We'll get into all of that. The first thing that I want to get into today is this quick and low IPO. Quick and loans. Quick and loans. Quick and loans rocket mortgage IPO. In case you don't know what an IPO is, an IPO is an initial public offering. This is when a private company tries to go public. This is when they do their finally get listed on whether it's the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange or anything like that. They go public so that you can finally like invest into the company. And this is a big deal. There's a couple of reasons why this is a big deal because this might be the largest IPO of this year so far. The big reason why this is a huge news is because Quicken Loans is the largest, when I say the large, I literally mean is the largest 
financer of mortgages. In the US in 2019, Quicken Loans mortgaged uh, or had about $142.8 billion in mortgages. Quicken Loans alone. It was number one when you compare it to banks, when you compare it to every other kind of mortgage or any other kind of mortgage lender out there, Quicken Loans was number one. So you can see how companies are clamoring. Company, I mean, people, investors are clamoring to get in on this deal. Investors want to be a part of this deal because Quicken Loan has just been so successful with its marketing campaigns and everything. People know the name Quicken. If you don't know Quicken Loans, then you know Rocket Mortgage. That's like the common one that most people do use for their mortgages. It's so big, in fact, that Quicken Loans CEO Jake Farner said in mid-April that March was the biggest. This was during Corona pandemic time that March was the biggest closing month in their company's history with nearly 21 billion mortgages closed. He said this in on CBS during uh, estimating that 75 billion in mortgage applications is to be expected in the second quarter and 53 billion it was expected in the in the first quarter so that just shows you like quicken loans is doing something it's doing a lot it's doing a whole lot so it's gonna be huge when this company goes uh, ipos but the bigger news is the fact that this isn't just about quicken loans when quicken loans ipos it's going to set the stage for other fintech now when i say fintech companies i'm talking about financial tech technology companies so think of companies like Robinhood. Think of companies like M1 Finance. These are companies that are disrupting the way that we regularly bank. Like think of companies like Ally, which Ally is already a publicly traded company. But think of those kind of companies that have disrupted the financial industry that has come in in one shape or form and has completely disrupted the financial industry. Like Robinhood disrupted the way that we invest. Ally disrupted the way that we bank with removing all those fees that banks always try to charge you for anything. And then Quicken Loan disrupted the way that mortgages are done with going almost completely online and making it so easy for people to get the mortgages that they need. And so that's what has happened with getting a mortgage. And now that they're going IPO, it's a big deal in the investing world and also sets the stage for any other financial tech company. So there's different different companies that are coming up. I mean, think of companies like PayPal with Cash App. It basically changed the way that we send money to one another. We have Venmo that's doing that as well. So there's a lot of different financial technical companies that may IPO after Quicken Loan IPOs. Basically, see how the waters are being tested by Quicken Loans and then they will jump in afterwards. So it's something to keep an eye on and it's something that is very, that is very much a big deal. Moving on from there, and speaking of IPOs and stocks and all these things, one thing that I've been trying to do research on was an ETF or something, well, mainly an ETF that rewards companies for their social stances. So one of the ways that I've been looking at recently was just on the idea of how can I use my investment money, not just for profit, like something I've been thinking about is people over profits profits are not everything like if you look on my on my youtube now the tagline is generosity over greed generosity over greed so one of the things that i'm looking at is how can i as an investor 
put my money towards certain causes that is important to me, right? That's something that has been big for that I've been looking at a lot more recently is trying to make sure, find ways that I can put a percentage of my investment into causes that I that I believe in. So unlike most people, most people are like, so you help black businesses and those kind of things. But the thing about me is I don't spend that much money. If you listen to the podcast that I did with my siblings, they'll all tell you I'm cheap. I don't really go shopping, so I'm not going to be able to help businesses that way because I just don't go out to spend money. I don't go out to eat often. Um, so I won't be able to support businesses that way because I just don't go out that much. I just don't spend money that way. But however, the way that if you're like me, that we can impact the movement is one through donations. I believe donations are huge and will definitely help this movement continue. But the other thing for people like me who invest actively and who invest proactively is to look for ETFs that move in line with what you believe is the right way to move. So in the past, there were ETFs called ESGs. These are ETFs that account, take into account environmental situations, social situations of a company, and also the governance of a company. So basically it takes into account other things that maybe a general ETF doesn't care about. So a general ETF, like if you have an ETF that just follows the S&P 500, all it cares about is the companies within the S&P 500. But these ETFs that I'm starting to look at, even though I will still have a bulk of my money following the S&P 500, I'm also going to have money that goes into, into an ETF that rewards companies that take certain things into into perspective or take certain things into being very important. And one of those ETFs that I have found recently, something that I found is called impact shares. And in that impact shares, they have something called the NACP ticker for an ETF that, and I'll read to you what this ETF does. Basically it's an ETF that tracks the Morningstar Minority Empowerment Index, which is designed to provide exposure to US companies with strong racial and ethnic diversity policies in place, empowering employees irrespective of their race or nationality. So I decided that I wanted to find an ETF that does this. There's a lot of people that do it with like environmental causes and those kind of things, but I've been searching. There's not a whole lot of ETFs that focus on more of that social aspect of things that focus on rewarding companies for doing something socially, because I believe that profits is not the only thing that companies should be rewarded for. I mean, earlier this year, we talked about how BlackRock just came out and was like, if companies aren't focusing on doing something good for the environment, making sure that their, their impact on the environment is not that hard, they're not going to give them investments. I'm hoping that we see more of those kind of moves in the future, but I don't know. But the ones that I have found, the ETF that I have found, this one does a good job of rewarding companies that are doing a good job as far as rewarding their employees, just like it said, rewarding their employees and building a strong ethnic diversity in the workplace. But then even on top of that, it also I'm looking for an ETF that's probably going to be more focused on helping black businesses and as, and those kind of things, because I know I'm not going to go out and shop. But the key thing with this is not just that I don't. The other thing that's important to me is 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 also the thing of like it shouldn't be just be like a donation type of thing when I'm investing. No, like the businesses should have good practices underlying it as well. Like it should be a generally a good business. I'm not looking at an ETF and being like, oh, because it's for social things, I'm just going to give it a, I'm just going to give it a pass for certain things. No, 
Like just as much as I look at a company and I say, what kind of profits do you offer? I'm going to do the same thing as well for these ETFs just the same way because I still expect you to perform and even to some degree outperform those other companies because I believe that when your company is more diverse, it means more plurality, more plurality, plurality of ideas are available and you should be outperforming those other companies. However, this ETF does have a higher than normal expense ratio. It has a, an expense ratio of about 0.75, but I'm willing to pay that high rate of an expense ratio basically because of one thing. This ETF is is organized by a non-profit. Impact Shares is a non-profit ETF, which means that every all the net proceeds, all the profit that it makes from the fees, it donates it and it will be donating all the ETF management fee to the N NAACP. So for me, that's a big deal because that can push the movement even more further. So that's something that I just found recently. And I think that everybody, if you're, if you're an investor like me and you've been looking for a way that you can continue the movement or push the movement, not just through your donations, but also through investing. One of the ways that you can do that is through this ETF. Again, this is the NACP ETF. It's an, it's an ETF that tracks the morning star minority empowerment index. So if you're looking for one, this is an idea that I have found or one that I have found that I believe is beneficial to a lot of people. But anyway, moving on from there, it seems like nothing stops us from spending money. Like literally nothing can stop US, US citizens from spending money. Like my goodness, check this out. This is a report that was put out by the AP. It said American shoppers ramped up their spending on store purchases by a record 18% from April to May, delivering a dose of energy for retailers that have been reeling since the coronavirus shut down, shut down businesses, flattened the economy and paralyzed customers during the previous two months. This is coming 18% boost after two months of net of just month to month plunge. I mean, in March, we lost 8% and that was just in two weeks when the economy was actually shut down. And then in April, we lost 15%. And so to see that in May, there was a ma major resurgence of about 15%. It showed that one, people are willing and are ready to go out and shop. I mean, if, every time I leave my house to just go like pick up groceries, I see people everywhere. I'm just like, what is everybody doing? Why aren't you at home? I see people everywhere and it's just, that's the thing. People are antsy. People are so antsy to get back into the market. And this is good news for companies like Kohl's, Macy's, JCPenney's. I, as you know, JCPenney's filed for bankruptcy, but this is good news for them. And this is also good news for the economy in general. I mean, the economy is 70% your spending. It's 70% consumer spending. So when we spend more, it's good for the economy as a whole. However, and this is a key thing to put to just keep in the back of your mind, this does not mean that we are out of the woodworks by any means. This does not mean that we are back to normal and everything is all, all dandy and everything is going on well. No, we are still down about 6% from last year. We're, this is an historical low that we are at right now when it comes to spending. We are actually, the good news was, there was a report that was done that said that we are actually saving more money than spending, which for me, that that's good, but it's not great for the economy because as we've talked about, one man's uh, expenditure is another man's paycheck. So it's good news, 
but it's also worrying news because as you guys know there's been a resurgence in cases of the rona out here so but it's still good to see that people are willing to spend more money and it's not just like people are spending just online people are also going to stores which shows that the economy might recover faster than we thought it would recover and moving on from there and speaking about some of the things that is kind of holding the economy down and kind of helping the economy a little bit uh trump and his team weighs a one trillion dollar infrastructure to spur the economy and basically when we talk about this infrastructure this is basically the white house is thinking about drafting a one trillion dollar uh proposal that will build in order to build roads bridges and all those kind of things to move the u.s into the 21st century when it comes to all our infrastructure i mean a, a report was done i think it was last year or so that showed that the u.s ranked d when it comes to our infrastructure when i'm talking about bridges roads waterways all those kind of things the u.s does not have a very great infrastructure and so why is this important this is important and also the other part of this is it's also going to include the building of 5g wireless infrastructure and also rural broadband which as we saw during this pandemic that this played a key role in some of the issues that rural environments faced a lot of rural environments didn't have good internet connection so they didn't have good connection when they were sent home from school to be a for students to be able to go to go to class and do the things that they needed to do so that's something that is being pushed in this however the problem is the fact that we talked about it previously where it felt like the government the federal government was just kind of waiting to allow the borders to open up and then not just the borders to open up but also states to open up and then once states open up they were going to look for the the slightest inkling of positive economic news so like we just talked about we talked about it last week where there were like 2.5 million people that went back to work and then we just talked about 18% of people are spending again or there was an increase in 18% in expenditure for retail which means discretionary spending all of a sudden that was not expected so those two positive news is some of the things that the federal government are kind of looking at and saying hey we don't need to spend any more money on stimulus packages and that's one thing that is going to be fought in the in the house and also fought in the Senate because they're like, yo, we need more stimulus packages to be sent out to people. Like, it's great to do this infrastructure thing. It's going to help the economy, but that's not the thing that is needed right now. A lot of Democrats are pushing back and a lot of people like House Democrats are saying, no, this is not good enough. Like, we need to give people money right now so that they can boost themselves, so they can find a way to be able to put food on the table right now. And that's not necessarily what's happening or that's not necessarily what might happen because it just seems like, like we said, it's a wait and see approach. And they found the good news that they were looking for to say, we don't need to do any more st stimulus spending. We don't need to do any more, any more helping. Even though the Fed chair came out and was like, yo, we need more stimulus. We need to give people more ways to spend. We had the, tre the treasury secretary, the secretary of treasury come out and was like, we need another stimulus to help this economy. So what's going to happen? I don't really know. I hope that there's another stimulus that's sent out there because there are a lot of people still unemployed. I mean, there's still about 20 to 30 million people that are unemployed right now because of this uh, Rona pandemic that's going on outside.
But there was a couple of other things that I saw. There was a couple of news articles that I read and I just wanted to give this as a PSA public service announcement to anybody who has a 401k plan or anybody that has an IRA plan that has something called target date funds. So if you have a 401k plan and your 401k plan is under something called a target date fund, which is literally the easiest way for you to to invest in invest your money for the future for retirement is a target date fund is very easy the problem is while nobody was watching and while nobody was paying attention because there's a whole, a whole lot of bigger issues going on right now the trump department of labor just allowed private equity funds to be allowed into 401k plans now you might be asking what's the big deal what's the thing with private equity funds that can't be such a big deal however it's a massive deal the reason why it's a massive deal is because according to a research that was done a couple of years ago or not a couple of years ago i'll actually read this word for word from an article that i found it says that the main reason is because of the fees that are attached to private equity funds so the private equity fund industry wants your money the typical private this is an article from market watch the typical private equity manager charges two percent of assets as an annual fee just for showing up and then takes 20 percent of any profits that's made meanwhile 401k funds represent a giant pool of 6.2 trillion dollars two percent of that would be 180 billion dollars in profit a year that's the thing like private like as we've talked about over and over we talk about fees 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 when it comes to etfs when it comes to you investing your money it's so important for you to know what those fees are private equity funds are shrouded in all kinds of mysteries like you don't know what you're investing in half the time that you're investing i mean a report was done by the sec that said that examined private equity firms and found that more than half of the expenses that they collected were collected inappropriately and some cases even legal illegally and then on the other hand the head of the sec is also coming out and saying right now and i quote to improve investor choice and investor protector will uh private equity funds will provide our long-term main street investor your main street by the way with a choice of professionally managed funds that more closely match the diversified public and private market asset allocation strategies pursued by many well managed pension funds as well as benefit of selection and monitoring of erisa fiduciaries now in response to that last year warren buffett like literally one of the greatest investors of all time came back and said we have seen a number of proposals from private equity funds where the returns are not calculated in a manner that i would regard as honest if i were running a pension fund i would be very careful about what was being offered to me so just a heads up for the time being i would say for everyone who has a 401k plan or an ira with a target date target dated fund just pay attention to it make sure you know what's in that fund make sure you're just paying attention for the time being to make sure that there's no kind of wiggle thing that's being done on your 401k where they're offering some of these things because it will cost you it will cost you but anyway the last thing that i want to touch on was there is a drug that has been proven to to be life-saving when it comes to this corona pandemic the drug's name is dexamethasone 
all these drugs are so hard to say dexamethasone and basically it was done in trials and if it, it was found that it could help it helped at least a third of patients on ventilators so hopefully this is good signs of things to come and we just hope that we keep seeing positive news when it comes to drugs to help us during this covid 19 pandemic but anyway this one was kind of all over the place in all honesty we started out we talked about quicken loans ipo and why that's a big deal for the general fintech market i quicken loans is literally the largest mortgage uh funder out in the streets and so them going public is going to be massive if they go public and then we talked about the nacp impact shares which is a way for you to invest in companies and invest in companies that are actually doing things socially and also all the fees all the fees generated from this share and all the extra fees that's generated from the share goes to donating towards the NAACP which is great now we talked about y'all just like to shop man y'all just love to shop as the US retail market recorded 18% spike in people going out and buying all of a sudden and then we talked about the one trillion dollar infrastructure that Trump is eyeing and seeing as a possibility to push as a move to push the economy further and then we talked about the fact that private equities want your money except they're going to charge you an arm and a foot about taking 20 percent of the profits that is supposed to be going towards your retirement they're taking 20 percent of those profits and you should be on the watch out to make sure that none of those you don't have any kind of private equity in any one of your 401ks very important but anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. That's all I really have on the table for today. I hope y'all have a great weekend. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast. But it's been your boy Kalechi. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. I'm going to talk to y'all later. Peace.